0: With me, Pete. Black yeah, hey, my voice did a crackly thing as soon as I said that boy. It's okay, it's okay. The pressure gets to us more sometimes. <laughs> what pressure?
1: <laughs> but for those who don't know, the PS5 price and date was revealed this week. Make sure you get one. Mm. Get one for me too. It's gonna be great. Wow.
2: Must be a slow news day for this to be a to be this to be a thing.
1: Yeah, no, 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 no. It, I, was, I was just so excited, like
0: watching that whole thing. And then I was like, yo, it's going to be my future. <laughs> Bro, do you know what, yeah? I was on Twitter and I saw someone say, like, oh, they're, they're meant to be doing the live event at nine or something. And I was like, oh, I, need to, I need to keep that in mind. And then t is like, half past and I was like, wait, hold on. Something's happening right now. I jumped on YouTube. It's like an, already an hour in. I'm like, raw, what? So, yeah, but. I jumped on it as soon as I messaged you guys is when I jumped on it and I, I wasn't disappointed I can't lie but it was long to go back to watch the whole thing <laughs>
2: there was also the Apple event so what, a couple of days ago three days ago yeah
0: on no, Tuesday no one on... cares about that um, Apple not, event, more clearly does. The, the new iPad Air yeah I'm getting that the new iPad Air I'm getting it that's all I'm saying I was I was I was trying to get I was thinking about getting an uh, Apple watch as well but I missed to shut that down <laughs> Which I'm happy about, because if you hadn't shut that down, if I'm going to be getting an Apple Watch and a PS5, yeah.
2: <coughs> and an iPad Air, apparently.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's um, contract.
2: Ah, fair enough. Cool. Well, I don't in care other about news, any of those things.
0: In, in other news, Ray J is getting divorced. So is Cardi B. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard Cardi B sing, but no one's really surprised about Ray J. Okay. Really? Okay, okay, let me rephrase that. No one really cares about Ray J.
2: I kind of feel Ray bad J. for both of them. I kind of feel bad for both of them. If I'm being oh, honest. Because, because it's, it's divorce. divorce. Yeah. Uh, if I'm being very honest, even though I want to say I don't care, I kind of feel bad for both of them.
1: So it's not them that you care about, it's the situation that you found themselves in. Absolutely. So you don't care about them?
2: I, pre- I, I appreciate that, Robert. I
1: appreciate <clears throat> that. Yeah. But think about it. Without Ray J... There'll be no Kim Kardashian, and like how and, and like how different do you think the world would look if, if 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 Kim K hadn't blown the way she had?
2: Well, maybe Kanye would would still be okay.
0: If Kim K hadn't had her back blown the way she had. Hey!
2: <laughs> All right, can we move swiftly on to Sir? So, not sorry. Okay, I'm on the hot seat. Most in the hot seat this
0: week. Yeah, I'm on the hot seat.
2: All right, man. Well, I got a personal one for you.
0: Oh mud.
2: Okay. <laughs> can I go? Can I go first?
0: No, Peter. Hey, now nah, you're gagging for this. I'm not. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm on it. Wait, what are you saying?
2: This is going to be shots, yeah. But is purchasing a PS5 good stewardship of God's resources?
0: Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Give it to him, bro! Give it to him. Explain. <laughs> because Solomon says, or in um, Ecclesiastes. All that is all that is for a man to do is to enjoy the toil of his hard labor, and Amen. to um, yeah enjoy enjoy both his work and the fruits of the of his hard labor. So, in as much as yes, you can you can be all holy and righteous like Peter and be like oh yeah I'm gonna give my money to to um the missions and all of them things there, or you can also enjoy your money so long as you've earned it legally. It's yours. The same way that. You can't fault a pastor for buying his wife a quarter of a million pound or dollar um, car, so long as he earned that money himself. It's not coming from the offering. Them things there, you can't fault him. The same way you can't fault a brother for buying a PS5. So it is good stewardship because I am enjoying the fruits of my labor, knowing and giving honor to God. So long as First Corinthians, what what is it, ten?
2: 1 Corinthians 10.31
0: Come on, in all that you do Do it to the glory of God I'm banging this PS5 to the glory of God, me, God. He Amen. gave me the strength To, to put in the work to He gave me the mind to steward the finances To save and make sure that my family Don't go without As a result of this purchase Amen
2: And behold uh, Moses is training to become a priest Yeah, so.
0: Hey <laughs> no no i've heard it's it's almost like um you because you buy gadgets but with this the isn't gadgets... this isn't about me this isn't about <laughs> me oh you take the spec out of <laughs> take the plaque out of your own eye before you attempt to take the spec out of another person's
2: eye hey hey i use my laptop for bible study relax <laughs>
0: Oh. Don't worry, I'll use my PS5 to watch to watch uh, Moses on Netflix and Noah <laughs> and the Bible Amen. stories. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: you preaching today, boy?
0: all <laughs> right Yeah, not nah, today, No, but that's good though. That's good because it, it, for me, it, it puts into perspective the qualm around like prosperity, not prosperity teaching, but. Um, Our claims around pastors and preachers being extravagant with their money yeah yeah because it's like for someone in ghana a ps5 would be extravagant or for someone who who's barely able to buy food for their household a ps5 is extravagant um but by the grace of god in as much as yes there is some extravagance on my part there's still the reality of like i have saved i have legit worked for the for the money to be able to buy this i have saved up i have been a diligent and good steward over the finances that god has given me and i've been able to do this at no real detriment to my family while still being able to tithe and all of them things there
2: Uh, i mean we've we've had this conversation before uh, as you said with regards to some of the Quote unquote, you know, mega mega church pastors or all of that, and talked about the relativity of what's
0: what's yeah, considered
2: extravagant, extravagant. Yeah, so nah, no. no, no I was uh, was jokes because you guys are talking about Apple and PS4, PS5. But yeah, ah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that.
1: Yo, so my is question saying? is to, to do with possessions. Ooh. Um, so my question is inspired by um, Jesus being a desert and and the devil promising him to give him all the nations of the world if he bows down to him
0: yes mm-hmm.
1: so um so so like it, it just like made me think about what the devil has to give mm. and so the question is how do you know when you get something new or great whether it's coming from god who gives all good things or whether it's coming from the devil
0: i guess um there'll be a few criteria this this isn't exhaustive i know that after this conversation things may come to me um but i think firstly the means by which you get so if it's a case in which you um went against what you know god requires of you to get it then i can almost guarantee that it's not of god um from the perspective of if i stole if i went if i robbed the bank to get a million pounds then i can't say god has blessed me god has blessed me
2: what if you deceived your dad into thinking that you were the older brother?
0: Um, well that's that's tricky, isn't it? Um, but even even in that situation he still had to live with the consequences of that. So I think um, yeah, that's actually a good that's actually a push good pushback. So I think even if we look at the blessing of abraham and jacob and stuff like the physical material blessing from what i from what i can remember esau almost had if not as much more than um jacob
2: what do you mean like at the end of things
0: yeah at the end in terms of physical possessions Mm. because when jacob was like giving them all the flocks and stuff he's like bro like I've got more than enough. I've got way more than, like, what's near. What, what, like, what you're giving me isn't anything because I've got a lot. Yeah. In and, to be fair, and to
1: be fair, Esau gave up his birthright before Jacob went to go
0: and trick. Yeah.
2: He I, did. He did, but there was still that's trickery that's involved.
0: That's there was still that's trickery. That's and so I'm, I'm like... Um, and plus, when even when we see, in, even in the Bible, when we see God prefer the younger to the eldest, it doesn't negate God's blessing on the eldest. And even that blessing being material, um, especially in Jacob and Esau's situation, um, where that blessing, like he was wealthy, like he he had um, and to the point where his descendants were still blessed by God to defeat giants and take over their land. Um so, yeah, and I think what, what I'm speaking about more so is, and, and the way that I understand Jacob and Esau's divine uh, blessing was more so divine and in line with their lineage as opposed to their blessings right in that moment. Um, and so what I am um, responding to is the blessings and the acquisition within the moment. And so if I am banging fraud. And I'm getting peas in that. I can't necessarily say God has given me the aptitude to bang fraud. And so I am glorifying Him by using this in a dishonest way. Mm. That's like a prostitute saying, God has made me voluptuous. And so I am glorifying Him by being a prostitute. Amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Not, yeah, not saying that like you can't be a prostitute if you're not. Look, I'm just, don't be a prostitute in it. But, um, so the means the means by which you gain these things firstly has to be one that glorifies God. Has to be one in which you like as the Pharisees weren't able to put Judas's money back into the temple, like you should be able to like wholeheartedly and with clean hands tithe of this money without a guilty conscience.
1: But what if by you stealing all this money, you then go and live an honest life afterwards doesn't God's glory get seen through you
0: turning away from your ways? Shall we sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. But <laughs> well, grace is still there to be used, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that is one mark or indicator. What was the question? Initial question again? How um, do how you know? Blessing
1: you know comes from God or, or the devil?
0: Yeah. So I think that's that's one first. That's one key indicator, and I think. Um, I, th- I think that that is the criteria that I would put before it. But again, there's there's nuance in, in from the perspective of I'm selling alcohol, is that glorifying God, is that not glorifying God? I'm selling firearms, is that glorifying God, is that not glorifying God? I'm selling knives, is that... And it's just like these these things kind of toe a line in which that some people may use knives decoratively or whatever. Other people use it to kill. And so it's like, yeah, it, it toes a line. And I guess... So long as you're not selling it with the intention of, no, nah, go go kill people with this, then it's down to the the, the buyer's discretion, however they use it. And that's not necessarily on your conscience. So I think the main criteria is how you obtain it. Jesus would have obtained the glory of the world by bowing down to, to Satan. And that's not in a way, that's not glorifying God. And Satan knew that. And so, if we do something in, if we obtain something in a way that doesn't glorify God, then I know then that would be my criteria as to it not um, being it it not coming from God, regardless of however we use it. Mm. So even if you have to like lie still, blah blah blah, it's not it's not of God. Now it doesn't negate that God may get like open the door for that, and I say this with Judas in mind, because it was prophesied. Like, everything that Judas did was prophesied, was foretold. And, like, arguably God opened that door for him to be able to do that because without that, Jesus wouldn't wouldn't have been crucified in the way that he was. Um, so that's, that's the train of thought that I have there. But it still doesn't negate our free will and our um, responsibility in that and having to glorify God in all that we do. Hopefully, you man are happy with that.
2: I'm happy with that.
1: I so
0: I think I think that would be the one criteria that I would I would slap on it. Is it in line with First um, Corinthians ten thirty one? That put a smile on Peter's face, so I'm happy. Okay, let's get to
1: the episode, um, Anyway, let's get into the episode today. I was about to I say want I'm to... tired. Or I'm hungry. I was. I was gonna say I was hungry, but we are professionals out here, so we don't complain. We just go through and do what
2: we need to do.
0: Hmm. Man, say we are professionals. We're professionals.
2: Are, are we you not? Know? Are you happy with your beard, um, Robert?
0: No,
1: yeah, it's in the process. Okay. Are you happy with hair on your head, Peter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want a pay? Don't come for me, Peter. <laughs>
1: Don't come for me, yo. Right now I'm spiritually heightened. I'm, I'm one with the Lord.
2: <laughs> I feel I feel like I felt like I gave I gave Robert a slight tap, and my responded with like a missile launcher.
0: Like yo, <laughs> that clapback was strong. Well, guys, we're professionals. We're professionals. <sighs> All right,
2: let's go. All right,
1: so um, Justice Secretary Robert Buckland.
2: Sorry, what?
1: Justice Secretary. Oh okay, yeah. Robert Buckland, he wants to put an order through to um, decrease the age at which people can be given life sentences, to go down from like twenty-one years old to eighteen years old. So from eighteen, Sam,
0: he got he got bullied as a child, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so from yeah, so, so 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 for like the the like death sentence worthy things, he wants to like lower the age of that from. 21 to 18 and he also wants to give people longer sentences saying that when people have shorter sentences it doesn't give them enough time to be rehabilitated and they're more likely to go back and commit crimes just to be sent back to prison again it's just wasting everyone's money and he just wants people to have more trust in the justice system Um, and blah 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 um yeah so i thought i thought that was interesting i thought look at this upper class white man trying to tell criminals how to be good
0: <laughs> these times them yeah. man them man just be criminals in suits mm. but then what, it made what? me think mm.
1: sorry, sorry Peter go on
2: I was going to say what he means to say is the mm-hmm. sentences period does not, doesn't give them enough time to serve the government at a ridiculously reduced price
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they don't get the full benefit out of them
0: that free labour at the taxpayer's expense.
2: That's silly.
1: But then it got me thinking. Um, one, about if, if 18 is seen as the age that one becomes an adult, is it really so wrong to reduce the age from 21 to 18? Um, let's start with that. And if we've got time, we'll move on to something else.
2: To, to be fair, with regards to that, I do think there's a need for consistency, because it's what you can't you can't buy alcohol at what age? Um, is it twenty one? Challenge twenty one. No, that's isn't. America. Oh, that's that America. America.
0: You need to be twenty one. Um, but but you think twenty five? Here's eighteen, right. but you need when you go to the shops you need to look over twenty five, in order to purchase it. Okay. Which doesn't really add up. Oh but, no, no, um, no 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 no. My thing is, if you don't look over twenty-five, they can ask you for ID. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. You need to be eighteen. You need to look over twenty-five, but you need to be eighteen. But they've they've set the age as twenty-five to kind of avoid any ambiguity. Yeah.
2: Right. And then you can start driving at what age?
0: Eighteen.
2: Not sixteen.
0: I I think think sixteen with a with an adult in the car. Yeah. Right. And I think um, it might be sixteen for like a moped. Right. Um,
2: Basically, I, I think there's there's a need for um, consistency. So I'm not I'm not too against it. The only problem is how disproportionate it will be, and it's affecting um, ethnic and black minorities as opposed to you know your your your, your white
0: folk. your Billies and your Elliots. So,
1: <laughs>
0: took well, you <laughs> <laughs> and your Bobs yeah <laughs> <don't>. <laughs>
2: so, so that that's where there's my issue it's not it's not like it's a fair system thus far that treats all equal so when you're reducing the the age you're only going to get more and at 18 you know you you're just going to get more um going to get more um, young unfortunately black or ethnic minorities in there because at 18 you're less likely you're you're more likely to do something silly anyway
0: yeah so yeah i think I, i i am reluctant for it to be reduced simply because just because you're 18 doesn't necessarily mean you've got sense um well just because you're a big man like 40 and that doesn't necessarily mean you've got sense then either but um
1: or at least I thought I you've had, had time to get the life experiences.
0: You've had time to, to have it, like, get life experiences too. and stuff. And for the most part, is like at that age, you are just about coming out of puberty. Like you're you're still maneuvering um, life. Like 18 is far too young to have the full weight of adulthood levied on you. Um I think even between eighteen to twenty-one, there is still a sense of being guided through. Um, still a sense of being guided through by a community, by adults and stuff like that. It's like I'm I'm big thirty that and I still look to my parents for like wisdom and stuff every now and then. And it's like at eighteen, I'm like, if the weight of my decisions were was levied on me, fully at eighteen, fam, it would be a myth, absolute myth.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I feel like, um,
1: yeah, th- if, if, if it feels like there's no, like, transition period from, like, childhood into adulthood. It's mm. like, oh, you're 18, go make your decisions.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, these times, like, if you went in school, um, they call home to tell to like tell your parents, by 18, you cannot go to lectures and no one,
0: no one cares. They don't even take a register. Nope.
2: <laughs> Yeah. So, so I so think the, think pro- the, the problem would be. Like, no, sorry, it be up. no, I was going to say that I think the problem is more so the age being quite low, you know, and he wanted to take it, you know, bring down death sentence and stuff even lower. Maybe the, the age should go up um, and, you know, keep it at, I don't know, 21 or something, you know. You
0: Facts like that, if. Yeah, Robert. No, go on, Moses. I was going to say, like, if at, like, 21 22 23 you decided to do something that was worthy of the death sentence i'd be like yo hold hold your punishment Mm. like i'll fully say hold your punishment because you went it's one of them ones where you went into that with eyes wide open Mm. like you can't you can't feign ignorance or anything you went into that with eyes wide open so hold your punishment at 18 there's still that sense of like being naive and like still so, yeah, I think... So, I've, I've always almost I, don't think I agree with like, exactly.
2: that. But at, at 18, you're now starting to get life experience. You're still... You're just coming out of school. You're still sort of...
0: Bro, it's, it's, it's even a fact... It's even a, a situation of like... I, at 18, decided to take a uni course that at 21, I was like, no, this is not the direction I want my life to go in. I was still figuring out and understanding what life is about and how my my way in life at 21... But I think there's like, a difference. I, I had made like a sixteen twenty grand decision at eighteen to take this course, in which by the time I'd have I've had a little bit more life experiences, I was like, no, nah, this isn't what I want to do.
1: I think there's a difference between knowing what course you want to take at uni and deciding to take someone's life.
2: Well, y- yes and no, because at eighteen, like if you think of you know, your hormones are going all crazy, you're just like. You're hype. You're angry. You go and stab someone. Not to say it's it shouldn't have consequence, but there's not less... death.
0: Not death sentence consequence.
2: Exactly. Unfortunately, you know, maybe someone died. Whatever. But still, it's. <laughs>
0: yeah. someone died. Whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm trying not to trivialize stabbing someone to say that you know the person survived. The person could die. But at eighteen you're you're acting out you're still acting off emotion you haven't had enough life experience to i think to and again it it almost sounds like i'm I'm making excuses but i really genuinely think at 18 as mo was, was was alluding to you don't really have that much experience to make some of those wiser decisions especially if your environment hasn't contributed to it at any point but at 21 22 23 you know you've you've got enough you, you've been around the sun enough times to actually you know no this could be you know you're outside of school. You're outside of someone really looking after you, and and your teachers, your parents, whatever. You've been out in the world long enough to build your own sort of life experience. Whereas 18, you're just coming. You're just going into uni. There's still there's still authorities looking after you to some extent. You know, even if you don't go to uni, around 18, you're just coming out of secondary school. You're still, you know, you're, you're, still, you're still, you're still, you're still building your your life. You're still building your experience. So I, I do think it's still too young
1: I feel like, like uh-huh. even at the age of like four or five like a child knows that if they've done something wrong <laughs> the best way to get out of it is to like <laughs> so like so like e- even at that young age there's the understanding of right and wrong same way same way um, going all the way up to secondary school you know how to maneuver so you don't get in trouble because you know that if you do something wrong there are consequences. Same. Same. Eighteen. You know, if I go and steal this, if I go and sell drugs, there are consequences if I get caught. And you, and then, but once you weighed out the once weighed out the personal cons, you decided that the benefits outweigh.
2: Well, no, not not entirely, because the committing of a crime is not necessarily always the result of consideration of the consequences. It, it very actually, I, I would imagine, it very often is not. No one thinks, no one really thinks, oh, if I do this, that, or if I do that. If you're in a, if you're driving, you get into a road rage situation. Um, I think more you, or you guys may have seen the Bizzle song about, is it who's the man or something like that, and talking about something as simple as road rage and, you know, wanting to get out and then get into a fight. You never really consider what's this actually doing? You're just acting off of, off of emotion. You're acting off of this guy's disrespected me or he thinks he's gonna play me like that. And more often than not, with especially with crimes like, like that, it's it's acting off of emotion. It's acting Ooh. off of not necessarily considering is this worth it or, or not. It's I'm hungry, I'm gonna go steal, or I'm mad, this guy disrespected my fam or this guy's from this postcode, he's coming to my postcode, we're gonna we're gonna stab him. It's 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 never is this worth it? Because if you ask yourself that question more often than not and you have the presence of mind to ask yourself that question, you would realise it's not. It's not worth it. So I, I don't think that's fair to 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 make that assumption.
0: And so I think we as talk- well we need to consider um just how much now this isn't this isn't negating personal responsibility and things stare, but it's recognising that um your environment has such an effect on you that Mm. um at a young age there's this um notion of like this this is how it goes down in my environment like yeah if someone comes onto ends who's not from ends you're getting run off ends like this this is just and i'm, I'm talking more so from like ends like a hood rich perspective whatever rather than organized crime like man's gonna go do this and then like i'm gonna whatever but so it's like just and primarily because it's going, to, it's it's mandem like us who is who is going to be affected by this the most. Um, where you get the little boy who's just grown up around drug dealers and un, like he's been brought into this at a young age by no choice of his own. He's just had mm-hmm. oldest who's brought him into this and now this is the life that he's living. At 15, 16, this is all that he knows. He hasn't got any life experiences outside of this. At 18, when he's actually able to go out and to have life experiences outside of us, union with us, whatever it is, and then starts to recognize that, yo, like this isn't the way forward. By the time you hit 21, I'm just like, yo, you should have, like at 18, you've had the opportunity to step out of your environment.
1: Question. Yeah. Just a, a, a bit of a pushback on that. Why, why do we assume that at at my um, 18 he has or, or this person has the ability to broaden the horizons? If, because, at 50, 16, they
0: didn't. Because at, until you're 18, legally, you're still like under your parents' authority. And so it's a case in which your parents may have kicked you out or whatever, but legally, it's a case. It, it, it's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, uh, how the Bible puts it in that when someone leaves a will until you hit the age of like adulthood or anything, you're like the law was almost like um, a guardian over you and so until you've hit 18 legally you've still had guardianship so even if you're not living with your parents you've had another adult who has had legal guardianship over you and so your life experience has been through their lenses or through whatever they've exposed you to but from the age of 18 you now have the opportunity to step out of that legally now, whether you choose to or not, that's, again, down to you. But you now legally have the opportunity to step out of that. But as you hit teenage years, you're already formulating your own ideas as to what life is about. Once you hit 18, you've now got the legal opportunity to step out of that, to actually action it out and see, OK, cool. Like, this is what I thought. Is this right? Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. blah to a fuller extent. Now, I would give you I would be gracious and give you those 20, uh, those three years to try flesh out. Your, your personal interaction with the world outside of the legal guardianship because like legally it isn't there anymore and then once you've done that then I'll be like all right cool now I'm gonna hold you to the full extent of whatever your your um, your decisions are and I say that as well from a perspective of I know people who have been in foster care and at 18 like they were in a like in a great loving environment and they enjoyed it at 18. Foster care done. Their foster carers had to let them go,
2: mm.
0: and it's, it's it's like there's there's that legal guardianship that was there until 18, and now by law, they're like, yo, you can't keep them in the house. Like funding everything that was being th- that was there to support this is has now been cut off. This person has to move out, has to get their own place, and support is going to be handed over to like the adult. The ad, um, adult services whatever and it's like it's a much less and then it's, they almost pushed into this place where they're having to learn and to fend for themselves and I'm just like that in me seeing that play out I'm like that, that was a disservice to them yeah. that was a disservice because until then they had been in the confines of a loving environment now not all foster uh, situations are good but the ones that I've seen that have been healthy the child didn't want to leave but by law, they had to. And it's just like, I've now, I'm now in a position where I'm having to figure things out. And it's like, it's given them some grace to be like, all right, cool. You've just hit 18. You've just been, you've been, you've transitioned into the space legally. Let's give you some time to figure out how things are. And after this, after a period of time, if you're still continuing down this path, then yo, we need to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Yes, we still need to hold you accountable now and that that's why i'm not saying they shouldn't be held accountable you shouldn't be able to go to court or anything like that yes you should be able to be uh, you should be held accountable to your decisions but not to the full extent as a fully fledged adult who is not just an adult legally but is is an adult biologically and cognitively and it's just like if now if you're if you're 21 and like emotionally you're still five that's a totally different issue mm. But even as Peter was saying, for for the most part, like killings and all of them things, there it is an emotional response. There, there's a high, there's a high um, percentage of it that is emotionally driven. You disrespected me; I need to get you back. Or you did this; I need to get you back. Or I felt I felt what. And so yeah, I just I just don't think it's fair to levy the full extent of the law on an eighteen-year-old. Yeah.
1: So in those in-between years of 18 to 21, Mm -hmm. there'll be, like, rising accountability given. Mm -hmm. So, who should be held accountable for injections that um, these
0: new adults do or partake in? They, in they They should be, but I don't think... So, again, it's like juvie. If someone kill someone at the age of, like, 14, 15, they're taken to juvie. Now, some juveniles are taken to big boy pen. That's that's, that's a whole load of madness. And so if this is the life that you've been going down, then you've been exposed to the consequences from a young age in terms of juvenile courts and all of them things there. But even once you hit 18, you're no longer taken to juvie. You're taken to, like, adult prison. And even... I don't think you should be given... So I, I think the laws that stand should still stand in terms of you're still held accountable, you're still taken to yeah, like you're still taken to court, prison, them things there, and serving the sentence. But it's almost like a reduced sentence that they would give to a fully fledged adult. So if it's like twenty years for this crime, you might get seventeen. And this is just an arbitrary number that I'm throwing out from the air. I'm pulling out from the air. But as soon as you hit 21, you're getting slapped with the whole 20. But because you're in that environment with the adults, it's like you're still tasting of the fullness of what could actually happen. If that makes sense. It makes sense.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I I think the other thing that's worth um, thinking about is whether or not these prison systems are actually meant for rehabilitation and if they're they are they're meant to get you out get you back in and provide cheap labor so you know that 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 underpins all of this if you're if you're really wanting to rehabilitate and then have them re-enter society as you know upstanding contributors this isn't really the way to to get them there i don't think the government cares to do that that's not there that's not their aim so.
0: But, but also, isn't it to be America fair, that um yeah not, sure. not on? Isn't it America that once you've been in jail, you can't vote, but you're still yeah. expected to like pay taxes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you're still expected to support the government, but you can't choose not not just the government because taxes just don't go to the government. But you can't you don't have a say on how the country is run, but yeah. you're still meant to contribute to the running of the country.
2: Yeah, which and then awesome. they'll also put you on ridiculously long parole things, which means if you have any interaction with a police officer, then you go straight back into the system. So it's just like we're well, we're going to get you out, but we're going to put you on this super thin ice, and pray that you make the slightest mistake so we can get you back in. to
1: be crazy. What was I going to say? I was going to say something. Yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say. So what happens to those people who, let's say, in in, in in the ideal world, like this, the prison system is great and it's re- rehabil- it provides the space for people to be re- rehabilitated. What about mm. those people who just don't want to be rehabilitated?
2: Well, yeah, then I think those those people need to be put in the appropriate facility. Is it a mental is it a mental issue? Should they be put in mental hospitals, or should they just be put in in maximum security? We will remove you from society because you don't want to be part of it, and you've demonstrated, however many times Facts. we deem necessary, that you don't want to be part of society. So we'll remove you from society. And and, and then again, I'm not even against. I'm not necessarily against prisons or, or stuff like that. I just think because I think there are people that don't belong in society. There are people that I wouldn't want my wouldn't want around. You know, for my daughter to be around them in, in society. Yeah, but. um, I think there has to be uh, – I'm, I'm speaking with a sort of defeatist mindset in that I don't think the government cares or wants that, and I don't see a government that will care or want that, if that makes sense. So I'm just coming at it from that point of view, that it's Ooh. already a broken system and one that benefits them, and and, and I don't see them changing it. But, yeah, yeah I, I, think... I, I do think I, – I personally do think there's some people that should be removed from society completely if um... – if that's by death or by, <laughs> by locking them up, no, no, no. you know that's, that's you believe the death
0: yeah.
2: Or? Not necessarily. There's, there's. I'm a bit torn there. I don't believe anyone has the right um, to determine another person lives or dies, but I do believe some people should be removed.
0: <laughs> so, I think so. I, I, I would say in terms of um, the death penalty and stuff, if you commit a crime knowing that this crime carries the death sentence as a society as as a society as a community we have agreed that these crimes deserve the death penalty and you willingly and you willingly commit those crimes then you have essentially said i want to die because you have willingly committed those crimes, whether it's an emotional imp- uh, response or whatever, you have done something that you actively know carries this response. But then that, but isn't that, that like the opposite of what you were saying when no, no, like, no. our time is that before? And and, this, and this, this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Between eighteen to twenty-one, you're still figuring things out. Now, as a community, if you rec- if if you know in terms of so. And okay, let me gather my thoughts and say this more coherently without my son trying to grab my phone. Um, you're still figuring life out. Now, as a kid, you know <laughs> as a kid you know that if you steal meat from the pot, your mom's going to smack you. The older you get, the more smacks you're likely to get because you've you've known this. Once you hit an adult and you're still stealing meat, the full wrath of the mom slaps will be on you. But it's a case in which and and that's that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, in that let the let the punishment increase with maturing. Now once you hit 18, I don't believe that you have hit the fullness of maturing.
2: Hmm.
0: And so I don't feel that you should be punished or you should be slapped to the full extent of what stealing meat should, should, should achieve. So, but if you hit 21 <laughs> and you're still stealing meat, fam, get the belt, get the strap, get the whole thing, every, you're getting everything, you know, like that. Because now you're big, big 21, you're still not providing meat for the stew pot and you're still trying to steal what little meat your mom's put into the stew pot. So that's, that's, that's where my stance is. I don't think at 18 you have... Like your your maturity warrants the full the full weight of the law.
1: So if an eighteen year old punched you, wouldn't
0: punch them back. Fam, if a five year old punch you, I punch them back. <laughs> 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 but I wouldn't I would punch them hard. Yeah, you, you would. You I would. I wouldn't punch them hard. I'm not a five year old. No, I'm not a five year old. But like <laughs> obviously, as you... you get older. The punches will be getting harder. So as as an eighteen-year-old, wow. I wouldn't punch you to the fullest extent. I wouldn't. Are you sure? I wouldn't do that. Unle- unless it's a, unless it's a situation of like my life is on the line, I wouldn't go all out with an eighteen-year-old. <laughs> if 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 I like Noah hits. If Noah hits 18 and he's like, oh, dad, hits me on my arm, I'll punch him back. But I wouldn't be like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was saying? Like, I'm, I'm not going to go all out and punch him back. But if he hits 21 and man tries to start swinging, please believe man's turning Hulk Hogan and that. Like, we're, we're getting at it. i will be like 50 or something like that when he's 21, but we're still going at it. And what happens if he beats you? Then I have to shake his hand. He's won. <laughs> <laughs> but and but that's the thing. It's just like even at eighteen, yeah, like the punches will be getting harder, but it won't be at its full strength when you're still, you still haven't hit the fullness of maturity, and that's that's just my thing. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe that the uh, the justice system is fair. Um, so a bit of what Peter is saying, I don't believe the justice system is fair. I don't believe it targets the right people. And I don't, think, I don't believe it levies the right um, sentences on the appropriate um, crimes. So I believe that we've got a lot of like highbrow crimes that should carry heavier sentences, not carrying those sentences. But we've got crimes carrying sentences that we know... That it, it's, it's, it's essentially just targeting ethnic minorities, in essence, and it then gives the police the right and the, the understanding. Let me just go to these places, car. No, on ends. Man, them a shot and crack? But two twos, we've got a we've got a pastor. We've we've got a pastor. We've got a doctor. We've got like highbrow people coming from suburbs onto ends to come buy these things. And so we're targeting the victims of a broken system whilst leaving those people who actually benefit from these things. And that's why, like, MPs are able to get, like, 10 grand bonuses during COVID, but NHS workers can't get a little pay rise when they're the people putting their lives on on, on the line. It's a broken system. And these MPs are doing a madness, like one MP is like what, um, I think his wife was like a porn star or something like that. Like they're doing a whole bag of madness, but them are not still running the country. And us men who are at the receiving end of this, and like we're just trying to make do, we're getting thrown into prison. And once we get thrown into prison, as Peter said, becomes cheap labour. Free labour, just doing different things. And there's a country, I believe it's even Germany or Norway or something like that, where if you go into prison, if you get a degree, they let you out. Mm. So if you go into prison and you actually apply yourself to study, and you study and you come out and, like, you get a degree, they'll let you out. And that's part of their rehabilitation programme, where they actually want you to succeed.
2: They incentivize success. yeah.
0: yeah they actually reward you for putting in work. And they're like, because of that system, like their their percentage of re-offenders is very low. Because once you've come in, you've actually, they've inputted into you. And it's like, it costs much less to take an inmate through uni than it does to keep them in prison. And so it actually makes more financial sense to invest into them rather than to lock them up. There
2: you go. But it
0: doesn't. It doesn't benefit. It doesn't benefit the ethnic minority. So they ain't gonna do that. Yep. Mm. And that's something just like it. It serves. I don't think it serves much purpose to lower the death sentence and lower the bar and just be like less less. As as who is it? Um, is it Huey Freeman? Let's look up the niggers. Let's just slap them all in. Let's <laughs> just like a pipeline, and it's yeah. that there's uh, people have rightly said that there's like a pipeline from school to prison, where it's just a conveyor belt. You're just being taught to just adhere to authority, just like bite your tongue and just keep this like keep a charade going. And if you step out of line, then it's just a pipeline straight to prison. You're just labelled as the bad kid, you're excluded, blah, blah, blah. Your grades don't add up, this and that. Next thing you know, it's like your job prospects are low. So you're having to do things that you wouldn't necessarily do to get by. By the time you recognise that you're being picked up by a police officer, you're in prison. And it's just a pipeline. And it's really unfortunate. Um, So I I don't agree with it being lowered. I don't agree with the justice system in its entirety. And I don't agree with it being lowered. Well, to
1: round up, just so we can round
0: up on a more
1: enlightened note, we can't do much about government legislation and stuff, except for you know trying to vote the right people in. But what can we do as Christians to stop with the cycle of people being put into prison? So like, like what what can we do on like our level?
0: I think my my advice wouldn't even be particularly Christian. my advice would just be community. And it takes a community to raise a child. Um, just invest in those around you. That, that, that would simply be it. And obviously it's gangbangers are invested into those around them. Like they're drafting in little kids to like be lookouts and them things. There, what let alone someone who, who's filled with the spirit of God. Like if we invest into other people, not just my position of yes, salvation is important, but showing them that God loves you and cares about you, even if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Saviour. Like he still came and died for you before, whilst you were still dead in sin, before you had the ability to make any decisions. He still died for you, knowing that He, you may never choose him. But he still laid his life down for you. And us doing the same in that, investing into them, even if they never go to christ or whatever still investing out, like investing into them and them that yo like you have worth you have purpose and there is value in you that god sees and god has placed in you so that that would be me do you community but do you community as a christian
2: i i think i think it um i'd pray for more churches to be um, to provide that community for, for churches to be that community and uh, get get you know get get these young guys get them into church instead of getting them into prison if that makes sense and, and I think if we if we could do that and if we could truly love on these people and not just see them as, you know, numbers to fill a quota or potential tithe payers but as human beings and as uh, as, as as bearers of, of God's image and love them and, and bring them around it's not going to solve everything but mm-hmm. I think it, I think it I think it could help if, if churches were churches more if that makes sense yeah
1: hmm. and I think if you How can like, yourself, ident- I think if you can identify gaps in these kids young people's lives
0: mm.
1: and you have the capacity to fill it fill mm. it or, and if you don't try and point them in the right direction or bring someone in who can fill them
0: you know yeah I'll say as well Just as a, like, caution, like, wisdom is definitely something that um, is needed in that there there was a story about, this girl sharing a story on Twitter about how her dad was a pastor and um, her cousin was sexually abusive to someone or whatever, and um the part the dad found out about it and so the dad has thought oh if i take you under my roof and i invest into you you will change um Mm. but subsequently with the dad taking this boy under under his roof he then went on to sexually abuse this girl for the entire time that he was there
2: Mm.
0: and so by virtue of you trying to invest into somebody else you've just placed your own daughter into harm's way And it hasn't placed her into harm's way, but it placed her in a a position to be abused consistently for, like, years of her life. And so it isn't just blindly, oh, I'm going to open my doors and let people in, but be, like, be discerning. Use discretion, pray through it and see how God wants you to do it, as opposed to just, this is the right thing to do. Let's do it. Be prayerful. Yeah. And, you know, one way, good way of of opening the community... Um, are you about to tell us, or
2: we'll show you? About to tell us.
0: You're, you're supposed to ask first, and then I'll tell you. What What is one way to
2: to do
1: it? Well? Having a PS5 so everyone can come and play and be happy. Hey, amen. Amen. So let's round up there. <laughs>
0: ah!
1: Peter be the better by two. <laughs> uh, hookups.
0: <laughs> I'll go first. Um, My hookup is buy a PS5. Um, buy a PS5. <laughs> It comes out, I think, on the twelfth of November. Pre-orders have yeah. already started. Um, there's a digital version and a disc version. So the yep. digital version hasn't got any um, CD trays, but the the disc version has got one. And there's about like a hundred pounds difference between the two. No, I think it's like fifty, actually. No, I think it's hundred. Thi- Just under hundred. I think what? One- yeah, it's not more than a hundred. So. Yeah. If you're just going to be downloading games, then, yeah, just get the digital thing. But if you want physical copies of games, then, yeah, get involved in the the Switch. one with the CD tray and that.
1: And, and that also means that you can play games from, like, your PS4 as well, if you've got old games that you still want to carry on and play Yes, yes,
0: yes. Peter looks disgusted, but I don't care.
2: I've got, um, I've got, so Robert, much to your chagrin, I've got two hookups. Um, the first is, uh, Mo did an interview because he's an Instagram influencer now. Wait,
1: just just see, I showed you Grace in the two hookups. You did, you
2: did, you did. did
1: You're
2: welcome. Yeah, I don't know if it was Grace as it was you trying to not be a hypocrite because last week you gave two hookups, but, uh, yes. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) I'm not hypocrite.
1: <laughs> anyway.
2: Mo did a Mo did a um, an interview because he's an Instagram influencer and it's on the person's Instagram feed. I actually can't remember the name. Shamara uh,
0: Fletcher. So I think it's like Shemara yeah. JJ Fletcher or something. Yeah. There you go. Um,
2: yeah, please. Uh, so go check it out because uh, it, it was interesting to hear. Um, and I, I watched I watched uh, Mo dance around some questions, but yeah, it was good. Um, <laughs> And, Do you know, what, it was mm. dope
0: when I had uh, Anita message me. It was like, oh, well done. It was really good. I was like, oh, you watched it.
2: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um and then my my hookup is a podcast called process which is a podcast all about productivity and productivity systems and
0: yeah.
2: um, applications <laughs> so uh give it's he does it really well he does like 15 minute episodes every two weeks on just a tip or a new application or a new workflow that could work so check it out it's called process wherever you get your podcasts
0: Cool. My hookup. Did, did you say it's only fifteen minutes?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I might, I might get involved. Yeah, that's
1: no, <laughs> really good. My hookup is a restaurant, my old Dutch, also known as the Pancake House. Oh, how oh, I love that shop! Yeah, so like they sell pancakes, like the normal sized pancakes, and then like crepe like yep. sized pancakes. Um, I think they've got three places: one in Chelsea, one in Colburn, and one in Kensington. I think it is. But yeah, you're looking for a discount going on a Monday. Most pancakes are like six pounds on that day. And I think right now they're doing help out to eat out. So Monday to Wednesday, they give me like discounts on pancakes and stuff. It's great. Check it out. It's really warm.
2: <laughs> cool.
1: Anyway, um, shout out to Rude for the intro, outro music. Calvin turned up on, the oh. on Twitter at the Finish UK. Instagram. TBS Furnace, you can email us at TBSFurnaceHotModel.com. You can find us at SoundCloud.com forward slash Black Swords, no apostrophe. On all good podcasts, websites, and apps, and that comes Furnace with an apostrophe. That's it. See? Yeah. So I guess this is the Black Furnace signing out. <laughs> <laughs>